Okay, so there's been a lot of questions lately about what's going to happen in Cape Coral, Southwest Florida, Fort Myers, wherever you're thinking of um, seasoning or doing your seasonal visits. Everybody's wondering, well, what's it going to look like this year? We don't, we still don't know how much uh, housing is going to be available. We do know that the numbers kind of fluctuate back and forth because we do have a lot of people in the area right now trying to help out that are taking up extra housing. But what this video is specifically going to be about is living in Florida. Season will look a little different, but there's still plenty of do. We're getting after that next. Hey everybody, my name is Craig Cunha. I'm a real estate agent here in Southwest Florida. If you're looking for a channel to tell you a little bit more about what it's like to live, play, eat, sleep, and buy real estate on the Gulf Coast, this is the channel for you. And to start your MLS search, just like we use the MLS, either go to ournextfloridahome.com or use our new app. You can pull it right up on your phone. It's Our Next Florida Home and go inside, get yourself registered. You'll be able to start searching for properties all throughout the area. Um, that particular app is linked from, you know, Collier County all the way up through Jacksonville. So plenty to look at if that's what you're looking for. Anyway, I'm getting calls from people every single day and I absolutely love it. And if you've got a specific question that you need an answer to, you've got to call, text, or email because I've got your back when moving to the Gulf Coast. All right, so we are going to still see people. Um, seasonal folks are still on their way here. Um, many people are calling to tell me their plans on when they're gonna be here. Can we meet up? What's the market look like? Get me a list of homes to look over. So that hasn't changed, surprisingly enough. A lot of people were concerned that people aren't gonna be coming here, but there's still going to be plenty to do. I drove around a little bit yesterday trying to get a temperature of what's actually open and not. Most everything to the north end of Cape Coral, as far as restaurants and shops and things, pretty much open. I know Farmer Joe's is still struggling with a roof issue, so they haven't opened back up yet. But a lot of the restaurants, Hurricane Grill has been stacked constantly um, right up there on Pine Island Road. And there's, you know, Carrabba's is up there and Texas Tony's is up there. So a lot of different things to still go to. Bonefish Grill, House of Omelets, all this stuff is open. If you go to the south, that's where most damage was done. So it's a little more difficult, but there's things like, again, fast food, you can do Wendy's, McDonald's, all that kind of stuff. Those are open, supermarkets are open. Um, but down there, Cork Soakers was open, Rusty's was open, uh, Duval Street. And I know that Dixie has posted a couple times, that's our line dancing bar down there, uh, as well as Backstreet's. So lots of entertainment. There's gonna be live music. There's gonna be different events. Rusty's does different events, it seems, throughout the week. We're in football season, so lots of things to still do. If you're thinking of making Southwest Florida a destination for the season, there's going to be a number of things to still fill your plate. Also, think about this. Most people that come down here, they wanna visit other parts of the state, right? Some of the amusement parks, some of the uh, museums and things like that. Well, everything to the north of us and up towards the Orlando area is going to be relatively the same as it was previously. So Ian didn't really affect it the way it affected us. You can do all these things and the water sports will still be ongoing and I've still got the hookup for you with Sunset uh, Ski and Sport with James. Um, so if that's something you still are looking to do, we can get you all hooked up with that. I even talked to a company about rental boats. I'm going to talk about that here shortly and give you an idea of what that's going to look like for your visit. If you didn't want to stay down this far into uh, Southwest Florida, up in Punta Gorda, things like Fisherman's Village and TT's, those are open and those are waterfront dining locations. You can still get your sunsets. So don't be discouraged completely by the fact that Fort Myers Beach isn't what it was. 
Uh, we do have other places you can still visit for this season. Uh, also, the beaches to the north, Englewood Beach, Venice Beach, Siesta Key, all those places are still going to be open for you. And you can even travel down south towards Naples if you like. Um, but again, this is all, if this is something you're searching for and wanting to do, there will be options. Now, as I started talking about earlier, there's been a little bit of a question what the housing market's gonna look like here and occupancy rates of hotels and Airbnbs and things like that. Because we do have a lot of workers in from out of uh, town helping us out to get things repaired. There's also a lot of displaced people don't have houses anymore. They need a place to go. Uh, FEMA's doing something we're gonna talk about here shortly that's gonna help that scenario. But in the short term, things might be a little busy. We were at 100% occupancy at one point in the hotels. But remember, not all the hotels were open back up yet. So as they open more of the hotels as they've been repaired, it's going to give us more vacancy and hopefully that will be enough to carry us through the season. But don't be discouraged about the housing part. We should still have options for you. Even if you travel to a city nearby like Punta Gorda or Port Charlotte, there should be something for you in that regard. The one thing that this is doing is creating a lot of traffic. People complaining constantly and incessantly on Facebook about where's all this traffic coming from? It's like rush hour 24 seven now. I can't seem to get anywhere fast. I try to take my old shortcut. That's not even fast anymore. That's just the reality of infusing all these people into those roadways that aren't normally there. Whether it's the displaced people or all the workers that are here, it's gonna be a little busy this season. So this is a great time to practice patience. Now, a good reason why these folks are still coming down for season is because an ice cold beer doesn't taste that great in a blizzard, does it? No, you need some sunshine, you need some warmth, you need a tropical feel, you want something that's going to bring that ambiance to life. And that's why people wanna be here. They're gonna grab a frozen cocktail, they're going to grab that ice cold beer, whatever it is, they're gonna find somewhere to catch some rays or be under an umbrella, at least looking at the rays sparkling off the water. But that's why you're coming here and that hasn't changed. It's just that we have to find different locations now to give you that. There is temporary housing now brought around by FEMA. Now this FEMA program is very specific. You had to have a devastating uh, result to your home. You have, it has to be unlivable for you to take part in this program, but you can apply for the temporary housing. They're bringing in travel trailers and things of that sort to give those uh, folks that are completely displaced a place to live in the interim. Now it's up to 18 months on a month to month program. Uh, you can put this thing in your driveway on your property, whatever it is, it's meant to be able to let you be on site while you're repairing the damage of your home. Um, you do have to apply for this program. Um, the qualifications are simply that you live in one of four counties. That's Lee, Collier, Charlotte, and DeSoto. If you're in one of those counties, that's part of it. And then they're gonna look obviously at the damage and the property that we're talking about and see if that qualifies you. If you are qualified though, again, you have up to 18 months to be able to do this. So hopefully that'll give you adequate time to take care of the repairs on your current home. In order to get more information about that, go to fema.gov and you'll be able to get all the information necessary to either apply for or find out if you qualify for it. As you know, rates have been going up and down. They went up over seven, came back down under seven. The Fed just increased the rates, so that could change these rates once again. We don't know what rates are gonna do, but another concern that people have is insurance is, well, where am I gonna get insurance? There are still companies writing insurance. Don't let that stop you. Somebody posted the other day about how their insurance is now $3,500 for a $530,000 residence. That's not out of line. 
Why would somebody think that's out of line? That is totally normal. So don't freak out over insurances yet. It is a case by case. It does depend where you're located. If you're in a flood zone, how old the home is, how up to date the home is on codes. There's so many different factors. So what you do is doing your during your due diligence timeframe, you should have about five to 10 days to be able to assess these things while you're doing the home inspection and find out what the insurance is gonna be. If it's just too much, then you can realign and find something else. But don't let the lack of insurance or the perception, because uh, a lot of people like to read social media and listen to their neighbors and their buddies and everything else about how horrible it is in Florida. You can't get insurance. Everything's torn apart. BS, it's not the case. Very livable, sun shining today. Once again, we're gonna be in the mid 80s, high 80s. I mean, you really can't pass it up. However, insurance will be there for you for the home. So do not worry about that part of your transition to Florida. So the building supply chains have been somewhat of a concern prior to Ian. Now it's going to be even more so. Good for you and anybody that needs it. I have a source for us to go to to get building supplies. And this doesn't matter, it doesn't matter what supply you need. It's gonna be bigger things. So we're talking fences and aluminum cages and screening and all that kind of stuff. We can get it. Doors and windows, we can get it. Screws, nuts and bolts, go to Home Depot, go to Lowe's. He doesn't do that kind of stuff. But I have a resource. Darren with Trinity Home Building Supply has everything that we need. He's a phone call away. And I've already connected him with a number of people to get them through and get the supplies they need to fix their house. Heck, he's even going to be helping me with my fence. That thing's laying down still in the back. It's been a month. I've got to get the posts and get my 13-year-old to work. This week, there was a big uproar because the Caloosahatchee uh, Bridge, this is the US-41 bridge, it was shut down. They said that there was some kind of a structural defect. Everybody thought it was the pilings and all that for the bridge. And that, oh my gosh, we've been driving over it all this time and you know there's been a problem. It was actually some of these sections leading up to the bridge that looked like they uh, might've washed out some. So they shut it down for what was supposed to be a week. But as we're finding out with bridges in our area and building them back and fixing them, they were done in a day. So all the griping, the moaning and the groaning and the posting and the crying to everybody about, I have to take another route to work or I can't go my normal way. It's fixed. Everything's back in working order. It is the only free bridge. So I can see some people are a little put off because apparently they turned back on the toll charges at the same time they shut that bridge down. I can't verify that for sure. However, now it's back open. That's the only free bridge. Again, the US 41 North and South, there's no tolls up there, but it is a very specific route for somebody who wants to get in and out of downtown Fort Myers. Otherwise hit one of the other bridges like you normally would. Now, interestingly enough, as far as bridges go, there's a lot of smaller bridges in our area. So be cautious when you're around. If you're not used to the area, just take your time. Don't, don't go flying across. Don't be taking some big vehicles that maybe already pushing weight limits over these bridges. There's one I ran into when I was driving around the other day. They had the whole thing coned off and, and pushed onto one side of the bridge because uh, the bridges were separated uh, north and south. Anyway, the one was shut down completely. So there must be something there they want to investigate further. Be wary of this kind of stuff. Be cautious. It'll all be taken care of in time. But again, we have a lot of bridges here, a lot of roadways that might have been affected. Uh, we will get this all caught up. Just advising you to be careful. Being careful should also apply to driving on our roads after rain. 
We had another rainstorm overnight the other day, and there were crashes all over the roads in the morning. Now, the rain wasn't still there, but the roads were wet. For some reason, we have drivers here that think rain is like snow up north. Now, again, I'm from Pennsylvania. I know how to drive in snow. Uh, it's been a while, but I still know how to do it. It's kind of the same concept when the road's wet. It can get slippery. So if you've got uh, a vehicle that you're not completely comfortable with, or maybe you're just, you know, nervous Nelly behind the wheel anyway, this might be a time to take a little extra caution. But the other day there were so many accidents, I couldn't even imagine if I was in those lines of traffic waiting behind these things to get cleared. There's a lot of debris still laying around our uh, area here. And they've, they've talked about how many football fields worth of debris already been moved. It's just ridiculous how much stuff's already been moved out. And I found so much more. And it is heartbreaking to see how much stuff is put out by the roads that is people's lives. I mean, this is their belongings, their memories, the, everything they have stacked in these huge mounds. Um, I talked to my lender, Brian, that uh, he had some issues in his homes as well. And one statement he made that was kind of, you know, kind of hits home is that salt water, once it touches something, it ruins it. So keep that in mind. Uh, the shortages that we had previously with furniture and things like that, we could see that come around again because a lot of people lost a lot of furniture. If you're somebody that's looking to sell furniture, get it on Marketplace, have it out there. Heck, give it as a donation, but any piece of furniture that can be um, given out to the public right now to help them could be a great asset because we lost a lot in this storm and now it's time to, to replace those things. They're also talking about the debris collection in the canals. They're underway getting it done this week and they're just cautioning people to still watch where you're going in the canals. They can't get all the stuff on the initial sweep. Anything that's bigger, that's harder to get out, they're going to bring a barge into the canals later. I'm not sure how much later, but this barge will have a large crane that'll be able to take out bigger pieces. So if you are a boater and you need to be on the water or just wanna be on the water, just be super careful about where you're going. The waterways aren't what they used to be. Um, you have to relearn everything. Some people are even talking about resetting their GPS so they can lay out the new breadcrumbs and, and start over. I'm not sure if that's exactly the way to go or not. However, you need to be very cautious, not only for debris, but any shifting of the channels. If the channel markers aren't there, I know, especially going through the Matlache Pass, it can be a bear leading down there because it zigzags at a couple points. So again, extreme caution if you're going to be out boating. Speaking of boating, recreational boating was supposed to be on pause for a while. This is the, we were cautioned by the Coast Guard because of all the, the debris. They're thinking it would take six months to kind of get it back to normal. I called about boat rentals at Cape Coral Boat Rentals and talked to Doug. And he told me, hey man, if somebody wants to rent a boat, come on down. We've got boats, we're renting them out. Go out there, he said that in his experience, he hasn't run across um, debris, like they're saying. What he did say is that you might wanna be cautious in the back canals and going down in the Fort Myers beach area. Obviously, ton of destruction, ton of debris down there, so that might not be the wisest of things. I know you wanna see what things look like right now, but honestly, it's probably not worth what you could end up getting yourself into, because if you damage your lower unit or any part of that engine, Good luck getting it fixed anytime soon. If we had shortages on boats before, with all this damage that happened, it's only getting worse. So we're gonna have a lot of patience as needed to go into the boat owners too. The other thing that Doug told me is that the lock is lo down on the Chiquita lock in the Southwest corner of Cape Coral. 
it's in the open position and it's locked that way. Now, what's really interesting about this and something you definitely need to be cautious about, if you are not an experienced boater and you go through that lock, the current is much stronger in low tide. He saw somebody go through this the other day and the, it was a bigger boat too and it was banging off the sides of this, of this uh, lock. So if you don't want to beat the crap out of a boat or if you don't want to rent a boat and be responsible for beating the crap out of that on the sides, then just stay out of it. Take the rental straight out the channel, out into uh, the river and get on your way and don't even bother going up in the canal system. But that lock is open right now, still has not been fixed and closed. So if you're somebody that's a boater and you want to get out easily, this might be your time. The other thing I noted, I couldn't get my camera out in time, but people that are out there right now with their boats, they're taking liberties. There's a section that was mostly mangroves. They cleared the houses to the north end. This is down along the spreader off of Surfside. And this guy was flying down the canal. If I had to guess, I'm going to say somewhere in the 30 mile an hour range. And for these canals and how narrow they are and kind of blind corners too, where he was coming from, just flying through like nothing mattered. Again, the debris is still there. There's going to be other boats out there. And lastly, respect your neighbor's property. If you bought that far up the canal system and don't like to wait and go slow, then maybe you need to move to a place that you can get out faster without having to break the rules. They're there for a reason. It's protecting wildlife and it's protecting properties. So respect the laws of the water. Another thing that I found out as I was driving around the other day is it's already difficult driving around Cape Coral because of the canals, right? We already know this. I mentioned about getting a GPS so you know where you're going. Now you need your GPS to know what streets you're going to be on because there's so many signs that were down. I'm driving around and I'm looking for the street that I needed and I found it, but it's after seeing a couple down signs and kind of crawling by to see what both signs said because it's not a matter of the sign just being down they've also been twisted so <laughs> the cross streets you just have to take a minute let it process in your brain but be wary there's still going to be that debris on the road there's going to be down signs take your time and kind of analyze and if you don't know where you're going pull out the gps because you'll need it so that's a little bit more about living in florida and season may look a little different but there's still plenty to do if you've got any more questions about what it's like to live or move to the Southwest Florida or Florida in general, check out one of these other videos. And if you've got a specific question that you need an answer to, you've got to call, text, or email because I've got your back when moving to the Gulf Coast.